Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. The 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast is brought to you by Cherries Hauling. Service with a cherry on top. Get them at cherrieshauling.ca. If you own a construction company, you know there's nothing better than a clean job site. With Cherries Hauling, they'll get rid of your garbage and debris. We're talking drywall, appliances, mattresses, furniture, building supplies, flooring, carpeting, bushes, trees, all that shit. Gone. Give Cherry a call and he'll haul all that shit away and do it fast. Other guys will leave all that trash and debris in an overflowing bin, but not Cherry. I can't tell you how many times I've gone by new builds or renovation projects in and around Winnipeg, and I see overflowing dumpsters, bins, or a giant trash heap on the front drive. It is fucking disgusting and an absolute eyesore. The neighbors are getting pissed off having to look at all that trash that keeps on growing and growing, so just stop and give Cherry a call. He'll roll in with his dark sunglasses and bulging muscles. He'll steal your wife, and he'll take your junk away fast. Win-win if you ask me. Get a free quote at cherrieshauling.ca. Residential, commercial, industrial, or your nagging wife. He'll take it. C-H-E-R-R-Y-S hauling.ca. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ, cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes. And whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats safely in a moderate size bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Jamie Wilkie, the 1997 Manitoba Amateur Champion. He also holds the record for most points in a single season for the St. James Canucks of the Manitoba Major Junior Hockey League. You can currently find him at the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in the Point West Auto Park just outside Winnipeg or on the greens at Breezy Bend with his daughter. Thanks to uh, Jamie Wilkie for joining the show today, 18 over par with Mike and JR. And I guess we can kick it all off with where whereabouts are you located? Are you still in St. James? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still living in St. James. In Westwood now, though. Oh, you're in Westwood now. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, that's pretty darn close. High end St. James. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Move, moving on up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that just sucks you right in. I remember when I moved back from out west, where I moved, St. James. 
Yep. Yeah. It's the vortex. God's country. That God's country. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, since this is a golf podcast, I guess we should start by asking if you remember when you got your first set of clubs. Uh, I was about 11 years old. Yeah. It, uh, it was using my neighbor's, uh, neighbor's boyfriend's clubs, uh, me and a friend of mine. And then I guess when they got a membership to Cinnaboyne, uh, parents decided to get me their uh, first set. And did you pro play flight. Cinnaboyne Pro Flights? <laughs> were they, were they yeah, blades? Yeah, yeah, Pro Flights. Wow. <laughs> well, well, they, they were technically blades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very inexpensive blades. <laughs> How did you hit them when you first started? Oh, they were great. Oh, they were great. No, I, it, uh, it, it was rough at first. Uh, you know, the plastic two wood that I had. <laughs> and um, But, uh, you know, whatever, I seemed to learn pretty quick. Is that, did you get lessons or is it just something like your dad was like, hey, let's never, try this out? Never. never lessons. No, not until uh, pre-league camp through uh, golf Manitoba. So where did you get that ball flight from then? Because that's the one thing that, that's always amazed. And I've only seen you play a couple times. And mm-hmm. just seeing that ball flight, it's like the guys on tour. If we had like a top tracer, you'd look at him like, wow, that that's a tour ball flight. So that's all just... you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe from from slap shot from hockey. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> is that just definitely from, wasn't trained to get in that ball flight. No, no. Is that just from hitting thousands of balls uh, one after another? That that's probably you know just repetitive, just creates some muscle memory. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, definitely, I, I, it could have something to do with the slap shot, but. But uh, muscle memory, definitely. So were you a two-sport athlete then, or did you play more? Because you obviously played hockey. Um, I played quite a few growing up, but uh, I more or less just stuck with the, the golf and hockey growing up. You know, you play hockey in the winter, and uh, as soon as that finished, you know, you, you know, wait for that uh, the soda melt and, and getting the golf clubs out. Did you mainly play at Assiniboine? Yeah, yeah, from about 11 to 15, and then uh, went to Elmer's for a year, and then was Glendale until... Um, mid twenties. So when did you kind of realize that hey, I might actually have something here? Um, a lot longer than than than, I, than you'd think. I mean, um, I was just one of those was fortunate where um, I just happened to be good. I mean, uh, you know, you get some guys that had that 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 killer instinct and that drive. Um, I just I just enjoyed playing the game. I loved being out there, and um, it was really uh really just just a passion of just just loving to be on the golf course and when did it kind of turn competitive for you um at about you know what well believe it or not like 13 14 uh once uh golf manitoba started getting involved and getting me in some camps and stuff like that you know getting interacting with with the other uh top golfers in, in the province it was you, know, you started to turn it up a little bit more and what were your what were your sticks like then? Did you ever change from the the pro flights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went uh, <laughs> uh, the the pro flights. We had the um, uh, I think I had Dale Esapenko look like ping ping blades and then or <laughs> ping uh, ping i twos, and then I think I had i twos and um and then, and then finally went into uh, founders blades. What were those like? Do you still remember them or do you still have them? I still have those. Right? Yeah, those uh, out of the out of the bag. Yes, well, a few years ago now. But is that what you gave to yeah, your daughter? Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> I, I started off with the with the, with the right uh, the right weapon. So um, let us start off with with the, with the with the proper proper you know tools. Is is that something that you know you really enjoy going out and now pass it on to the next generation? Hundred percent. You know, I after all, what um, uh, being being at all the clubs, you know, the courses and having the people, you know, that have inspired and, and kind of. Put me on the right path. I mean, um, I'm all about the, the junior. Add, add the junior golfers. Um, it, it, it's the future of the game. And it seems you know, to be team, looking great, anyways. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm. It, it's, it's exciting to see see what's going to happen. Um, especially, you know, with my daughter, she's, uh, you know, she's. I'm, I'm very proud, to say the least. Well, I remember it was at Breezy Bend. And we chatted for about ten or fifteen minutes afterwards. I was supposed to be eating dinner. Mm-hmm. I think you were supposed to be eating dinner, but <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw these people coming up the ninth because if you're sitting in the restaurant, you can kind of see the ninth hole perfectly. And yeah. there was this tall. I was like, I, I don't know if it was a girl or or a boy, but I'm like, man, that is a nice swing. And then sure enough, I see you flopping around up there. I'm like, ah, that's that, that's why. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah, got a yeah, fantastic yeah, swing. I, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, actually, I was just uh, with uh, Peter Moore the other day, and um, you know, he's taking a picture of her finish and stuff like that. So like, this is like the perfect finish and um, stuff like that. that. That means a lot. I mean, it, I mean, my goal and. Uh, my daughter is as long as she wants to golf with dad that's that that's the main goal but uh if she decides to take that tournament level and and turn it up a notch yeah i'm i'm, I'm all but i'd be a little even more proud oh well i would i certainly would with a, a young daughter myself yeah. we were actually just in the driveway even though there's still snow out there got her yeah. uh, got her a golf ball and got her a really old putter because she was scratching the shit out of her on the driveway. <laughs> but, but she was she was whacking it away and she's like, I'm playing hockey, daddy. I'm like, no, it's golf, but whatever. It's close enough. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two sport, two sport athlete. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm hoping or, or whatever she wants to do. Does, let's go back yeah. to 1997 when yeah. you won the Manitoba Amateur Championship. <laughs> Was that just a summer where you were on fire? Like, did you come in hot, or is it just something you know you caught you caught lightning in a bottle? You know, I'm not sure exactly. But, uh, you know, it, it it really the game had always been close, and then I guess for whatever reason um, things just clicked. I guess that that was uh, the fall before I went away to Alabama there, and and then I came back and whatever for for hockey there played the MM, and then that summer it would. Um, you know, just it, everything just kept clicking. It was um, ninety seven. Ninety seven was a good, was a good year. Well, if you look at the names prior to that, like McMillan and Garth Collings, like all these, for me, they were big names. And oh, then, for sure. And then you come along, and next thing you know, you win. So, like, what was that feeling like? Um, very gratifying. Um, you know, of course, of course, that was the year Robin McMillan turned pro. So. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate to grow up against Rob my whole life, so we were the same age. So the year he turned pro, I won the amateur, which was kind of, which 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 was sweet. But um, yeah, it was um, it, it, it was uh, definitely I um, one of the most gratifying moments. Do you still have a trophy? 
Uh, not the trophy. We didn't really get a trophy. Yeah. Uh, I got the picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you autograph yeah, it? Yeah, did maybe. you autograph it yourself? No, I haven't autographed that picture yet. No, no, it's uh, yeah. Um, uh, Tim Campbell gave sent me the pictures from uh, the Free Press. I got them framed up and um, that they put in the paper, so I got them in some nice frames. It's kind of hard to have a drink out of a picture frame. Oh no! I I, uh, I took the cup to the to the Big A after after the uh, won the amateur. Yeah, oh. We went to Mirrors Pub Club. What a classic, classic, <laughs> an institution. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, me and uh, Scott Ribble, I was my caddy there. We uh, uh, we we took it took it to the A that night. And that one was at Rossmere, right? That's where you took it home. Yep, yep, yep. It was funny. My uh, my first amateur when I was twelve. Um, Rob McMillan and I were the only 12 year olds to make the cut and then, uh, was at Rossmere and then kind of fitting to, to win it at Rossmere. Wow. What a, a Cinderella story. Yeah. Well, kind of a roundabout way for sure. And that's when you remember at Glendale, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So how often then did you play leading up to that? Um, you know, I pretty much at the course almost every day. But, uh, you know, back then you, you, you just, you just enjoyed doing it. Right. I mean, you, you know, I get off school, I'd, you know, I'd drive down to, you know, I guess, uh, back then, uh, whatever, whatever you do, you just wanted to be at the golf course. It was any spare time. Um, you know, you finish work or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, the golf course is just that, that sanctuary. Did you remember that last putt on the 18th on the final day? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, when I'm talking about it, I was one eight footer and, um, and never think it would happen, but uh, I'm standing over the putt and literally my hands were shaking. Um, you know, as a, as a kid growing up, it's kind of a moment you, you, you dreamed about, you know, you had all these played against all these great golfers in Manitoba and sure enough, the, uh, you know, you're in that moment to, to putt and I literally closed my eyes and said, just, just trust it and made the putt. And this was pulled the Michael. You, <laughs> you pulled a miracle. I pulled the Michael. Pulled the, I pulled the Michael Jordan. You know, and yeah. he put that free throw. He closed his eyes and just, right. you know, you just just trust, just trust your uh, your muscle memory. And you said you were at North Alabama. Then just before that, you were a freshman there. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I uh, was there in the I guess the, the fall of '96. Uh, and uh yeah and then it was um you know a smart decision and whatever things happened and came home and ended up playing the mmjhl for my last year and and then uh obviously in the, in the next year when the amateur in, in, in golf here did you get recruited then or did you like put together a vhs tape and send it off to a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of universities i know i i was quite fortunate i one of my uh friends uh you know rest his soul uh robbed his set just rubbing off in there he he was down at uh, he was down there, and he got the coach, and he says, you know, I guess he told the coaching that some friend in Winnipeg that um, you know might do well, and I guess the coach reached out to me, so uh, through a friend, uh, Rob Dusset from Dauphin, I ended up down there. Did you notice a difference in the gameplay? You know what? Yeah, I'm. You know, I guess it's different because their their climate's completely different. I mean, they're on a twelve month season. But um, you know, I, I guess going down there, it was 
the best. When I went to visit, we, Rob and I played with some one of his. Um, he was an All American from Scotland, and uh, I was kind of. It was neat when uh, he quit after nine because he was kind of getting throttled. It was kind of throttling him, and uh, you know he just you know was one you know was just not nominated as All American, and uh, he's like, oh, I, I got to go, I got to go. So, uh, but their game their games are a little different, which is a little more fine tuned just because they have that twelve month program. Mm-hmm. Jamie, I wanted to ask you um, mm-hmm. if you'd done any traveling down in, in North Alabama when you were there. Uh, did you guys travel yeah. around for the tournaments? No, you know, I, I, I'll i be honest. I, I was there, uh, you know, we had, we had picked the team. Um, you know, my, my father at the time had, uh, was just having some medical issues, and um, I, I, I had made a decision to, to come back home due to uh, just, some, just some personal issues and, and family, family things that uh, I had. You know, probably could have worked it out, but uh, it made the decision to come down. So I, I left before our first tournament. And then you came home and you and won just, the, just, the amateur. Yeah, well, yeah, I won the lead league in MM and then uh, won the amateur the next uh, the next summer. Yeah. That was going to be our, our next lead-in, but of course you had to toot your own horn. There's a uh, leading the, the MMJHL in, in points that in year. Points. And what, what was it, Mike? Yeah. We got... Uh, we got 49 goals, 63 assists, 112 points total, and uh, 61 penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it was a fun year. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we 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 had a pretty good team. It was it was it was almost bittersweet after all, other than losing in the finals, of course. But oh no, typical, typical St. James fashion, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, started the bridge series. You know, I mean, the first year the bridge was, was made, and the you know nice uh, blizzards and whatnot. So. The Bridge Series. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, it's yeah. on the uh, the old uh, Elite Prospects Elite Prospects uh, stats website, it says you, you, so you obviously won the MMGHL Most Points Award, and then you got the Sportsmanship Award, too. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I, I almost chuckled a little bit when I got that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't really add up with the 61 penalty minutes there. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you were the yeah, nice was, guy. Uh, I, you know, and I, I would chat with the refs. I, uh, you know, it, it was you get to know them. I guess after a few years, and you know, you, you talk to them like real people, and instead of screaming at them because they missed the call, and you know, I say, hey, man, like I just got a slash on it you know, back there. You know, you, know, you missed one. Was and, it? Uh, sure enough, you know, the next, then they they kind of they'll listen to you rather than what are you doing missing that call. Mm. So I have like every other hockey player. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I tried a different approach, <laughs> and then somehow I got Sportsman of the Year. Is that how you were on on the golf course as well, or was it kind of a different mindset from hockey to golf? Um, you know what? And I, I'm very similar. Um, again, I was I always joke, uh, say like uh, with with Peter Moore, uh, who's a good friend, and I mean he just has that drive, that 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 competitive. I'm going to kill you. I'm gonna, like I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I want to beat you. Um, I always go out there and, uh, you know, the best player wins. Um, obviously I do want to win, but, um, you know, sometimes I wish I had a little more of that, uh, killer, killer attitude. Well, if you look at the points, it seemed like you certainly did. Now, was, was that just God given talent? Or I, luck? I, <laughs> you know, I, I, a little bit of both, I guess. Um, luck. I mean, you can't, you can't, you, you can't, you can't be really good without luck and you can't be lucky with the boat being real good, right? Were they all tap-ins? So, um, 
Um, no, there was uh, there was some good. <laughs> I guess I guess I, I was I had again talking about the the, the ball trajectory. I mean, I had a pretty good slap shot, and you know, I mean that uh, I was fortunate to have some speed too. So. I was uh, Jamie. I was looking at the stats here, and I see a name, Kirk Feezy. Where was he on your line by any chance? Because he's yes, he was. <laughs> I, uh... It was me, Kirk Feezy, and Kerry Ross. It was uh, we were one, two, three there for most of the year. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, there's. Uh, I looked up his total point leaders from 1990 to 2000. You're number one, and Kirk Feezy is uh, right behind you there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it uh, like you said that that year was very. It was we every time we were on the ice, we we had a chance to score, or we did score. It was um, I'd never experienced anything like that, and it was you know I remember we'd go into the faceoffs, and I'd be yawning, going like, okay, like here we go. You know, as, as odd as it sounds, um, it was uh, it, the game. The game was was very enjoyable. Well, almost three. You almost averaged three points per game. That's like unheard of, especially in that time because it was that when it was still kind of clutch and grab. Or is that just the beginning of clutch yeah. and grab? Maybe it, it was. Uh, yeah, it was right near. I mean, you still had that the little. You know, you still had to watch out because there were some tough guys. Um, but yeah, the, the game is definitely trend. The trend. It's 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 changed. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was. You weren't able to get away with things back then. <laughs> well, I and then so what kind of brought you into coaching? Because you ended up coaching me it was either twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And I think we were. And what, yeah, you what know, brought you into was, that? Just uh, giving back. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, and uh, I think we with we was Murray was a Murray uh, Celeski and Sean yes. Mercy yeah. were, were the other mm-hmm. coaches, and I mean, I, I like I said, as growing up, you'd be at the rinks and, and eat, or in the golf course, you get these people, uh, you know, these older people helping the, the young kids out, and um, you know what I mean. Uh, a lot of people gave me the opportunity to help me out, so. Um, if I was able to, I mean, gladly, you know, I mean, to be able to give back to the game and help these young kids out and that's what it's about. And, uh, you hope that cycle comes, right? I mean, I think, uh, Levens and those guys are all coaching, uh, MM now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is the St. James happened, and Blair, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll make sure to get them on a, in a future prod. Cause we always golf with them in, in the summer. Absolutely. Jamie, sure. I, I got to say, I got a little bit of a hockey history myself. And unfortunately, <laughs> Elite Prospect doesn't pick up that uh, recreational levels of A2, <laughs> you know, A2, A2, A2 Heritage Hawks, you know, uh, defenseman. Uh, I probably had, you know, at least three goals that that year. <laughs> One of what, three, three goals a year was a good average for me. And <laughs> I used to play with Jr. here, but uh, he, he he moved on to bigger and greener pastures. Yeah, until until Wilkie started coaching me and shattered my confidence. <laughs> Being a young defenseman, <laughs> having a guy like that come yeah. down on you, or even like the goaltenders, you probably ruined the careers of budding young goaltenders for the fact that you just had that hammer of a slap shot. And I know you probably cooled it down a few times, but I'm sure there must have been some times where you're like, I got to let this one rip at this kid. Yeah, the the youngsters, you you pick your moments. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when you're coming down, and uh, I'll tell you one quick thing. When we're in practice, uh, we had this one goalie, and I won't say his name, John Middleton, but um, we uh, I wound up for a slap shot at the hash mark, and I kind of he I saw him kind of tighten up, and I just kind of slid the puck on the ice, like trickling probably a couple kilometers an hour oh. under a stick, and then the coach goes, "No more, no more slap shots in practice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh, I remember that one quite vaguely, and uh, at Civic Center there. Yeah, the Civic Center must have been rocking back then. 
No, geez. Seriously, we had, uh, it, we had it, it, you know, coming to playoffs, it was quite fun. Uh, we, so, because Charles wouldn't us down the finals. Um, yeah, it, it was packed. I mean, I, that, that was real fun times. So that was, a, that was again, just before, that was 96, 97. So yeah, just before he won the, mm-hmm. the Manitoba Amateur. That's, that's a pretty impressive run. So that's got to be pretty close to probably the best year of your life. <laughs> It was uh, it one of those memorables, absolutely. You know, for for personal achievement wise, absolutely. Uh, Jamie, were you, 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 you were you on a a workout plan? Were you you dieting? <laughs> what were you doing? You got to give no, us no, your no, secrets. No. <laughs> it was just uh, just being at the rinks and uh, and being at the courses, just because you want to do it. I mean, I was never on a workout plan. No, no diet, mind you. You know, through the pre league camps, you know, they they guide you. Or the elite camps, they know they'll give you some nutrition and information. And um, the big thing there, they stressed there was uh, you can't really change your, um, your your eating patterns the day before a tournament. You know, you're going to have to do it, you know, build it up into the, the tournaments, right? Because, you know, you want to make sure you've got that energy coming down the 18th hole and be able to, that swing's still the same energy as you had on the first swing. So, absolutely. It was, it was it, yeah. Yeah, and that's something so that, that, seeing a little bit oh, of a trend here talking to Sandy. He he said no workout, no uh no dieting and you're saying the same thing. So I'm on the right track here to have some success in golf and maybe <laughs> hockey too. Well, I mean, as we see now the game's changing though. I mean, you get the, these young kids now, I mean, like Deshambo and stuff like that. I mean, these are big kids. Do you watch I golf mean, often then? The, uh, you know, I don't watch as much as I used to, but uh, you know, you see enough of it where, where you see these kids. It's 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 a different game. I mean, you know, you from Craig Stadler and you know Chichi Rodriguez and John, you know, um, you know to, to now you see these guys. I mean, like I mean, they're ripped. Do you think that's good I mean, for the game or not? Um, it, it, it's it's a billion dollar industry, right? I mean, so <laughs> money is going to get the, you're going to get the best of everything, right? So. Yeah. Uh, back then when, when we, you know, younger and before my time, I mean, it was just love of the game. There, there wasn't the, the millions of, of endorsements and then, and tournament, tournament fees are winning. So, so when you were coming up, was, like was that. golf then still pretty popular? Like, did you have a lot of, of friends who, who golfed? Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, good core guys that, you know, we grew up at a single one with them and we'd. You know, say like Sean Mercy. I mean, we played every day at the golf course. I mean, we'd meet there and Rainer Shine. We literally were golfing every day. So what happened to him? You know, you, if you turned out okay, <laughs> <laughs> his golf Mercy's game. Good, Mercy's good. Yeah, yeah. Mercy's good. Yeah, he, he played some hockey. He got high caliber hockey, and um, just never really got into the tournament aspect for golf. And was that a different? mindset then as well from you know just going out and banging it around the boys to actually playing tournament golf yeah you know what it it, it, it 100% um, I always tell people you know you know it's, it's fun when you get the guys coming out yeah man I shoot 75 and 76 and then you see them in a the tournament they're like 87 it's, sounds like me um, <laughs> it, well it, it, you, you miss a shot in a tournament it, it, it's a different game right I mean there, there's pressure it's you know, if you if you you hit it in the hazard, you know, like oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop one. You know, no, no, it costs you a shot there, but. And Jamie, how do you how do you get into tournament golf? Like me, I'm just I kind of started uh, younger, but never been in a tournament myself. I guess if you're in amateur tournaments as a kid, you just slowly make that progression to you know being the uh, amateur champion of Manitoba. Like, how does that start? Well, 
You know, I guess when you're if you're at a golf course, I mean, generally you'll see the postings for the tournaments up on the wall, or hopefully they've got the junior tournaments, and uh, they usually have your um, golf Manitoba schedule for the year. Um, and then uh, the biggest thing is having a friend or two that that are in it. I mean, it kind of gets you going into it, and um, rather. But if someone's just trying to get into it themselves, um, just take a look at uh, at your local golf course and on the board. They should have some tournament entries and can hopefully get get you on that way. Absolutely, cool. We got to get Mike and into of course, a tournament. It never, never to, well, yeah, it never hurts to help uh, to ask your you know your local pro. I mean, uh, they're always there to help. Where are you playing now? Or are you a free agent? No, no, I'm uh, I'm at Breezy Bend. Uh, we, me and my daughter, we've, uh, we've we've gone to Breezy Bend. And what do you do to prepare for a, for a golf season? Or are you just wait for that snow to melt and get out there and bang it around? Um, pretty much. Uh, you know, I mean, well, this year it's going to be odd, of course. Um, you know, with the, with the lack of hockey and whatever else. I mean, still played a little rec hockey just to try to keep in shape. But uh, this this winter, I've uh, got the a true COVID bad body, so it's uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> a little bit of extra work's going to be needed. <laughs> We're all going to look like we came out of hibernation, I think, this spring. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 there's going to be a lot of sore, sore bodies, and um, you know, can I start the season off with an extra, you know, a little, little larger size pant and shirt, please? <laughs> It'll be good for the golf attire business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're, there's going to be some. You know, hey, I'm pitting into those clothes again. That's great. <laughs> but buy stocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy stock. Buy stock. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 for sure. Whereabouts yeah. do you usually go for a twirl then for hockey? Uh, it's just playing some, you know, I uh, love getting older and playing in these uh, senior league. Um, just, just, you know, no slap shot. Uh, just, just, just a rec hockey. Just, just to keep the legs going and the, the, uh, the enjoyment of, of the game. I mean, I took a few years off and, uh, when I went back to, for the Canucks alumni game, I was like, man, I missed it. So, um, you really, you, you, it's, it's, it's the camaraderie of your buddies in the locker room and, you know, they're, they're friends on the ice and you, you just miss it. it once you, once it becomes a part of you, uh, you, you take it out of your life for a bit and you, you really do miss it when you, you get it back. And I guess so, that's one of the different things about golf. Is it really just kind of you against the golf course then? And is, is that the mindset that you went in with when you were playing golf as opposed 100%. to say hockey? Oh yeah, uh, hockey. It's, it's that team. You know, and, uh, there's so many valuable lessons learned from from that, that team aspect from sports, um, and then golf too. You you learn to it, it's your you're responsible for you. I mean, like you go, oh yeah, my defense missed that uh, let that guy go by, or um, it, it, if you make a mistake, it's you, right? You're the only one and to blame. That's why they say golf is the toughest sport. That's yeah. what my teammates are always saying. Well, why did <laughs> you miss that? <laughs> why didn't you get back fast enough? <laughs> yeah, where were you? <laughs> what uh, boats are you playing now? What sticks do you have? I got some Cobra, Cobra Amp blades. Oh, blades. Um, okay, I had to slide that one in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and Ricky? No, I mean, they, they, yeah, yeah, they're followers old ones there, you bet. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I finally went uh, this last year, and, uh, or was it last year, I went and finally got fitted for a driver. And uh, the first time I've ever used the technology to, to, to change, uh, to, to help pick, pick a club. And do you, did you notice a difference? <laughs> yeah, you know, the driver's the, the one club that, uh, yeah, a huge difference. I mean, it was um, technology changes so fast that 
Uh, a lot of people will change their clubs every year, but I, I'm one of those guys where if it ain't going to give me like 10, 15 yards or you know, keep me a lot more accurate, I mean, a driver's not, not a cheap investment. No, no kidding. So, it, yeah, but uh, but I noticed, uh, you know, out of all the drivers I use, I ended up with a Cowley Epic and um, never thought I would end up with that driver. Just uh, aesthetically to me, it doesn't fit the way I like looking at it. But if it's going to go 5, 10, 15 yards farther than the other ones, I'm okay with that. You can overlook a few things. So are you hitting it longer now than you did in 1997? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a, an odd thing. You know, I mean, you know, from the old, uh, you know, I think in 97 where professionals, titleless professionals went from the tour, uh, mm-hmm. titleless bladder, tour bladders, uh, to <laughs> the, the professional. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was those the worst of those. But they, they were great golf balls. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you could hit, hit them twice and they'd be done. Right, yeah. You know, I remember playing Glendale the first hole, and uh, you buy a brand new sleeve. You get up there, you hit the drive right down the middle of the fairway. You catch your wedge just a little thin, and you know, like you get to the ball, you know, like, wow, I guess uh, that ball's garbage now. You know, you get a little <laughs> smile on it, smiling at you. What would your favorite shot to play be? Oh, geez, I mean, I love, growing up, I love the flop shot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, and you can actually pull that off because you know, that's not an easy shot. Especially in Manitoba. No, not me, yeah. No, well, I mean, it, uh, you know, I, it, my favorite club is my Love Wish. That was my, um, you know, my go-to club. I'll use that, you know, anywhere from 100 yards and in. The fairways are a little softer at uh, Glendale than they are at the Assiniboine. <laughs> there's a slight difference, yeah. Yeah. Just but, a tad. You know, and it was funny because when I went, uh, I was at Assiniboine, and um, previously, I guess they hadn't played Glendale in a few years, and I went back and I played it obviously about four or five years ago now. And yeah, you realize how it's a beautiful course. I mean, they so well maintained, and um, you know, but uh, but being a breezy there, it's you know they've got such a good crew. I mean, the, the courses um, from when I was a kid, it's it's night and day. I mean, it, it's it's. The golf courses are, are gorgeous. I mean, and, and the work that they're doing at Breezy is just, you know, a couple new more more new greens coming in this year. It, it, it's going to be a fun year. I saw that they had a uh, outdoor hockey rink this winter. Uh, did you go check that out? You know what? We were going to, and then it got that cold spell. I just found out from Corey at, uh, um, you know, right before that cold snap, and uh, we never did get out there. I mean, I, I might even still be able to get out there. Maybe we'll go Sunday, check it out, but... Um, yeah, I, I mean that's that golf course is so good, and them keeping members at the course. And that seems to be a reoccurring thing I noticed with with golf clubs is actually having a winter activity to go along with a summer activity. It's so you mean to giving those members that are uh, keeping them at the golf course and bringing <laughs> them in and, and creating revenue. I mean, exactly, that, that, yeah, might as well know, <laughs> for sure. Because I don't, I don't remember that being a very yeah. Because I don't remember that being a very you know, old, old thing. It seems to be more, more so recent. Cause it used to be, yeah, like you'd, you know, winter was for another sport, whether it be basketball, volleyball, hockey, whatever it might be. And then, yep. you know, summer you, you get back out there and you golf, but it, it is good to see. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the, the numbers creep up there for memberships and, and just growing the game. Like you said, even, even your daughter getting to, to go out there and, and hit it every now and then. Um, and the junior programs are really starting to pick up. Is that something that, you know, you may get involved in, whether it's, you know, instructing just your daughter or someone else? Well, you know what, I, 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 I've, I've helped a few people, but I mean, the biggest thing is 
um, you know, I've told Chris at Breezy, I said, you know, okay, like if uh, you guys need that, I'll help it whenever needed. I mean, I'll do whatever I can to, to help the junior program um, because, again, they, they are the future. I mean, with, without those kids, um, golf dissipates and um, the interest in, you know, memberships and the enjoyment of the game and, you know, the learning of the um, – just so much at, at golf etiquette. I mean, it brings a lot to the table, and man, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to – help uh, the junior programs out and juniors out you know you're on the putting green you see I'll see a couple of kids and they, they may not even know who I am but whatever I go up and I'll give them a couple pointers and uh, you know and then it's, it's just just be able to give them a little assistance and of course they find oh yeah you won the amateur or whatever and then all of a sudden uh, you're, you're looking at a different light but where was the one kind of point of the game where you, you go up to say a junior or even you know a hacker and slasher like me and say hey you should really focus on this one thing, and that's going to maybe help improve your overall game. Well, it's like the, the basic three to mention. There are three things of golf swing: is grip, stance, and posture. I mean, if you if you see someone's got you know kind of hurting on one of the three aspects, or that's the way I look at it, anyways. Um, one of their aspects, and you kind of say, "Hey, don't maybe try this, or don't swing as hard, or slow it down, or um, you know." stop swinging and a lot of people uh, will sway when they're swinging there and all their body are swaying so um, yeah it's and I try not to some people you know don't worry about it you know you, you don't want to you know, interject your, your uh, opinion if, if, if it's not really wanted but um, and a lot of times they're golfing people say you know, just yeah just if you see anything let me know because I, I hate changing things on the golf course but because uh, it gets worse before it gets better <laughs> My my current strategy, uh, right before a game, a few hours before a match, I watch uh, three hours of YouTube videos on how to fix my swing, and then I try and adjust that on the course. Are you saying? Oh, that's, uh, are you saying that that's not recommended? No, that's <laughs> no, no. You you try to try not to work on things on the golf course because that game becomes real frustrating real fast. Oh, okay, okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Now you, you might save yourself a few shafts and uh, not drink as many beers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I don't know. Uh, that's all the, the questions I have. But we're, well, we actually have a, a back nine lightning round, we call it. So it's just some quick questions to, uh, to end the interview here. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off here. So the first, right. f- first question we got is, have you ever got a hole in one? No. No. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I, I, I bet you come pretty close, though. How many? You're pretty, you know, I've, few inches? I've, I've done everything. I, I've, I've hit the dent of the cup. I've been in front of the cup, out of the cup, the back of the cup. I mean, it's done everything but the damn thing staying in there. It's certainly coming, though. I can I can feel it. Everyone, I, everyone you know, gets I, I really hope so. You know, you know 30, 30 years is a long time, and it's, it's stressing me out 35 years. Yeah. The next one here, uh, recent rule changes allow you to putt with the pin in. Are you a putt with the pin in guy or a putt out? Absolutely not. I, I am not. I hate putting with the pin in. Uh, even when I chip, I'll take the pin out. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why yeah. is that? Yeah. Is that just a, a thing from when you were a kid or you just don't like the sight of it? Um, I, it just, I find, uh, I, I guess a lot of guys are like, uh, we'll, we'll putt to get past the hole. I putt to get it to the hole. Obviously, you want to get a little past, but um, I've just had too many where the pin it, it popped it to the side. Um, obviously, if I'm in a in a longer rough or something, I'll, I'll keep it in. But if uh, if I'm going to make it, I want I want the pin out. 
Absolutely, especially uh, with some of those pool noodles they had in the most previous season. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure there was a few hole-in-ones that I could have had, and they just bounced out. I, I think you did have one that popped out there. I, I think so. <laughs> and then uh, the next question, uh, where do you like to play regularly? Um you know, obviously you're you're a member at Breezy Bend, and um, yeah. is there anywhere else that you you love to play on a regular basis? You know what, I, I um, probably one of my favorite local courses. Uh, I mean, it's just out of town, it's Pinawa. Grand Hills is nice as well, uh, but I, I always loved Pinawa. I remember one morning going for a practice round, and uh, you know, hearing just uh, you truly have I have an admiration for for Mother Nature and, and golf, and uh, you know, I mean, you, you want. Mother Nature of Pinawas, uh, I, I, I just just find it just it was breathtaking early in the morning with the waterfall in the background. It was it was uh, pretty pretty tranquil. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the white shell if you're golfing in Manitoba. No, it's it's amazing. Absolutely, I actually had my very first round at Pinawa. I was probably ten years old. Borrowed the the neighbors' kids' clubs, and I went with my uncle and my cousin. And I, one of the things I remember is I was teeing it up in the fairway, which I know wasn't allowed, but my uncle and my cousin were, they were off in the bushes probably. And I, I teed it up and they're like, wow, you can really hit that. And I was, yeah, it was my, so I'm proud to say my, my first course ever played was Pinawa, but, uh, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, there's so many beautiful courses around, you know, you know, within an hour or two drive of Winnipeg. And, um, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't, don't take the drives, but, uh, um, there's there's so many hidden gems and you know it, it really should get out man, and, and see what's out there because there, there's a lot, lot of good courses absolutely do you have a, a favorite course in manitoba beyond those two let's see uh gosh i i'd, I'd like to say you know uh, glendale's always got a close piece of my heart but um i'm Rossmere as well just uh just due to the fact of winning the tournament there <laughs> um, you probably get some goosebumps uh, if you go more, back to more, Rossmere. More yeah, I, I I enjoy it. I played a couple of tournaments, uh, scrambles thereafter, and uh, it it's always uh, brings back a lot of memories when when I drive up in my parking lot. But uh, I'd say Morton's up there. Uh, I like that Morton. Uh, Carmen's a pretty course. Uh, Gilbert Plains is probably um, my favorite course. It, it, it's 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 always in pristine shape, and there's no two holes alike on it. And it's four and a half hours away, but I go up uh, once a year to play. It's uh, worth the drive. I'd probably say that it, it really is. It, 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 it without a doubt. Uh, unfortunately, I've never played Clear Lake, so uh, that that's on my agenda this year if, if uh, COVID allows it. But absolutely, but yeah. So Gil- Gilbert, Gilbert would be my favorite in the province. I yeah. know someone who golfs Clear Lake regularly. He happens to be sitting right beside me right now in a COVID-friendly oh, yeah? distance way, six feet. Yeah. I love- <laughs> Love Clear Lake. It's uh, it's my Zen zone. You know, I play so well there, and and it's just beautiful, and and you know the town and everything you can do out there is just great. But yeah, I love the golf course. Uh, haven't played Gilbert Plains, haven't played Morden, and I haven't played Rossmere. Uh, so I got to check all of those off this summer. Yeah. Uh, well, if you go up to Clear Lake, go to go to, or go to Gilbert, like give it a whirl. I think it's about a half hour, forty five minutes, or somewhere like that away, but. I'll have to check it that out. That definitely would make it, yeah, for sure. Right on. And then, uh, so the next next one here, sticking on the course topics, what is the most memorable course you've ever played? The top course, the most beautiful course, and you'll never forget it. <clears throat> uh, University Ridge in Wisconsin. Okay. Mm, what was, was that? Uh, in Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. It was 90, 94, 
he was 16. Uh, it was the Western Junior. It was uh, after um, made the junior team. I we got uh, I got invited to um, this Western Junior in, in the states. And so there's a Western Junior amateur and open down in, down in the states. And uh, that was uh, it was at the University Region of Wisconsin. And abs just just absolutely. Uh, Did you only get to play it once? No, we play. I played a couple times. You did, okay, yeah, but. Yeah, it was at two different courses, but um, we, we played a practice round and then uh, the round there. Like the front nine was just like a link style. I mean, the fairways and then on the sides, it, I mean, it just kind of tapered off. And then the back nine was all trees. And um, it was the first time I've ever seen like uh, steel um, drainage, uh, you know, like uh, the street the street drainage, uh, those metal oh, yeah. yep, right. uh, cylinders, whatever, uh, in the middle of the fairway because it was just uh, that much undulation. And the, that it was, it was, it was just epic it was by far my favorite golf course I ever played wow shout out to uh university of wisconsin golf course <laughs> yeah. go badgers right? yeah yeah exactly right yeah yeah right i think i got that, that that's right. their home course so, so. yeah the badgers their home course for sure awesome and then uh, next one here uh do you got a bucket list course something you've never played before but you you've always wanted to anywhere in the world even if if it's private i you know i well uh, there, obviously, there, there's always a, as a golfer, there's a few you don't want to play. I mean, Augusta's one. Uh, Pebble Beach is probably up there as as one of my top five. Um, you know, Sawgrass is always one of those ones that you you, you know you, you want to play seventeen. Yeah, that's coming up. What would you hit on seventeen there? Oh gosh, <laughs> a water ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you've seen the range of, uh, of clubs from uh, whatever, right? I mean, depending on the wind, but, you know, you, I, I can't imagine these guys, their thought process, because, uh, you know, stepping up, you know, they, if, if they have a little off of the day and you step on 17, you just must go like, I don't know where this is going. This sucks. Just hope, right? Close the eyes. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Jordan. Just trust it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah just, just trust it. Just trust it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be me. I'll close my eyes and then it's your plunk. Yeah. Plunk. Yeah. <laughs> Chunk. And, and that's in the hole, right? That's yeah. in the hole, yeah. not in the water. Right. Right. Uh, next one here. Uh, what is your career low round? Not a, not necessarily in comp- just competition, just your lowest recorded score you've ever had. It's in the back of your head. That's that's your low round. Ah, uh, geez. I don't know. 61 and a Yeah. That's, come on. Really? It's got to be around there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, how, around how old would uh, you have been to shoot that? Oh, shit. That's 15. Come on. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, you know, Cinnabon's a fairly easy track, although there's a lot of OB there. It's pretty tight. The greens are small, but that is and quite I, the uh, accomplishment. You know what? I, and I played the front nine with uh, with Esopenko. We were we we're playing the pro junior, and um, it was it was when I went over. But I mean, I, it wasn't a back to back nine. I mean, it, we we played our front nine, and then we had a little junior tournament, and then I went and played again. But the, the back nine in the afternoon. But um, I tell anyone they they say just in the boys easy. I'll tell you, you know, you go there. You, you, if you can shoot a part there, then then you got a place to stay. But. You know, I, 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 the wind's always got a place in my heart there. Uh, we got three easy holes, three medium holes, three tough holes. And um, it, on those tough holes, it, they can get a few shots back. So so I'm guessing Esopanko brought that team down then, if you were out there firing 61s. Yeah, uh, you know, he, 
Yeah, you know, I'll tell you right now. There was, we're on the just little story about Esopenko. I mean, uh, he told me a valuable thing of how powerful the, the mind was, and I didn't even realize it at the time. But uh, I think uh, again, it was three under after after the first three or something, and uh, putting for birdie on the fourth hole, and um, he's like, "Hey, James, where do you have that loop in your backswing on your on your putter?" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you got those little loop on your backswing," and I mean. He, he, after after I put it in, and, and I realized like he's trying to mess with my head, <laughs> you know. I just just that that one cycle, that one uh, that one comment can really um, uh, can can affect your mind pretty good. So uh, that's what you learned. The golf is such a powerful mind game. And he was the the pro there. Just for for those who don't yeah. know, Dale Sopanko, uh, who who passed away now, God rest his soul. Uh, he was the Absolutely. pro forever at uh, Assiniboine Golf Club, and you probably heard one of his commercials at some point in the day with, where in the world is Dale Sapanko? I mean, if you're if you're anywhere over 30, you probably have heard that ad at some point. You know, he's, uh, he, was, uh, he was there for many years, and uh, he changed, changed the golf, golf, golf pro shop uh, supply stock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had it all, man. He had it all. <laughs> yes, he did. And he had 12 of everything. <laughs> and things you would never think you'd still see in a golf course he still had them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and 12 putters in the bag <laughs> yeah 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 well he uh he's kind of he was one of those guys he taught me uh he said in the beginning of the year he'd, he'd start with blades uh to work on his to make sure he's got his uh you know swing down you know so his ball 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 contact was, was in the middle of the club and then as he went to, to tournament play, he went to a little bit more forgiving club just to give him that little extra, um, you know, that extra little sweet spot. That's awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the last question here, a um, little bit of a fun one. Uh, I want to know what your favorite condiment is. You know, you go to the snack shack, you're get, getting a hot dog, and the lady says, we only got one condiment. You can only have one condiment. What's, what's that condiment going to be? Gotcha. Ketchup. Mm. Ketchup. JR's a ketchup, ketchup guy. I mean, ketchup guy, yeah. Jalapeno ketchup. Yeah. That's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, you get a little... Jalapeno ketchup. You got to get a little gotta spice. Spicy. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, adds, yeah you get a little fl- flavored spice, yeah. yeah. It adds about 10 yards. <laughs> Gee, really? I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to try that. Closer to the bathroom, I'm going to assume you go to the outhouse. <laughs> that's, that's what they always give you, a roll of toilet paper with it every time. It's like, here's a splash of jalapeno ketchup. <laughs> yeah, here's some yeah. TP for you as well. Oh, yeah, just get for really on <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us uh, jamie uh this was a blast and it. you know we may have to to catch up again because i'm sure i forgot about a million things i, I could have asked you here but if people want to find sure. out more about you or if they can follow you on, on facebook are you on facebook yes i am on facebook absolutely and uh whereabouts so so you're also at winnipeg dodge chrysler jam jam ram fiat there's there's ram. so many ways <laughs> you well you know what it is you can you can say where you're at yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to thank Dodge uh, at Point West. Um, you know, been there for a few years and got a good, uh, you know, good, 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 good family there. So uh, come down, come down and say hi. And we can also play around uh, at Breezy with you, right? Bill, you'll take us out there. You, no, you know buy what? a vehicle I, and you get around with Jamie Wilkie. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you come down and mention this, anyone who comes down, I'll take you out to Breezy if you'd like. Oh wow! <laughs> Not a bad deal. <laughs> it's worth yeah. it, but you have to you have to give you have to give a few pointers, and you got to try jalapeno ketchup as well. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd be okay with that, Jordan. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, you have a good one. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Thanks for, th- thanks for your chat with you guys. We'll talk soon. So we started a thing last time with a Mikey's Likes It. And we got some okay feedback. But really, we just wanted to promote some local brew and some local eateries. So what does Mikey like this week? Well, JR, uh, I'm keeping it local here, staying in the hood, always sunny in St. James. You got to get over to Steve's Bistro. My recommendation, I know Steve personally. He's a great guy. He'll give you the shirt off his back, and he'll cook you a euro at the same time. So... If you're getting over there, there's a few recommendations. Have a, Sit down, have a nice dinner with your partner. Order the Greek bruschetta, the Dijon lemon chicken. It's creamy and savory. You get a bunch of pitas with it. Get the uh, olive tapenade. And, <laughs> Did uh, you pronounce that correctly? <laughs> tapenade. Top, top, tapenade. And then try out the uh, daco salad. You'll have a, a great time. It's delicious food. If you're not into sharing food, I don't know, some people aren't into sharing food, get some of the handhelds, a classic Fat Boy, a Euro, or any of their sandwiches are just great. Mm, how much money have you spent there? You don't have to give me an amount. A lot? <laughs> a, a lot. More than I, I've spent more there than I've spent on golf clubs. <laughs> Brett, if you're listening, stop. <laughs> she probably knows she's seen the she's she, seen them she knows she comes with me she joins me she's she's in on the action uh great food at steve's he's a great he's a golfer too so. right yeah we gotta we gotta get him on we gotta get, we gotta get on. on a lot of people we do we do if people still want to come on the show after you know maybe this one yeah well you know <laughs> I, we're trending really well right. you know <laughs> this is this is probably uh one of our best episodes i would say and, hey it's always the last one whatever one we've done that's it's right. this one this that's is the best right. one yes <laughs> yeah what else does mikey like well uh the brew I, I was enjoying this evening and i've i've enjoyed it for the last year is uh codename ghost ipa from half pines brewing uh, this one single-handedly got me through the early days of Corona 19 last year, so it's uh, it's sunshine sunshine in a can, you know. So <laughs> go down to the brewery; they're located on Roseberry, again in St. James, and pick it up right from the source, and uh, have yourself some fun. Well, I guess that's what we'll have to do then. How many of those did you bring? Oh. You, uh, how many fits in one of these uh, cases? 18? I'm just kidding. No, I <laughs> picked up a few. I, I can uh, donate them to your, to your cause here, Jordan. <laughs> That's right. I have my own. I have two of those. I think that was the smartest thing. I like those little liquor mart carrying cases where you can just go and mix and match, right? And it, you pick whatever local brew you want, get in there, get out, and it's great. have a ball. It's great until you look at the uh, the price tag or your your, your statement after a few months. Uh, $4 a piece can add up. Hey, you're not spending your money any, anywhere else, right? No, no. <laughs> there's, no. There's nothing to do right now. Certainly not on golf clubs. <laughs> not yet. What came in the mail the other week? Oh, a little treat from our friends at PXG. <laughs> Um, and you talked, didn't you talk to one of the reps? I talked to Corbin. He's down in uh, <laughs> name dropping Scottsdale. <laughs> get get back at me there, Corbin. Uh, if you got any uh, discount codes for some more PXG stuff, but uh, yeah, just love the brand. Heard some good things. 
Hadn't spent that much on a putter. I was using a $25 putter from Canadian Tire for 15 years. It worked great. So might as well. Did it? (laughs) Well, I thought so. I thought, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll shave 10 strokes off my game here. But uh, yeah, got a a a lucky D. PXG lucky D. Lucky D. Is that new? It's not. I think it's a Gen 2. They got Gen 3s out, uh, but it was a little bit less expensive. You know, it was only a, a few hunge rather than a m- <laughs> million million hunge. <laughs> so, yeah, no, looking forward to hitting that. I don't even have a, a putting mat. I got to get one of those. So, Well, do you have carpet? Just put on the carpet. I don't have any carpet. We got uh we got oh, the, okay. We got gold floors in my house. <laughs> so, it's hard to put on the gold and not I don't, surprising. Don't want to scratch it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us on the 18 Over Par podcast with Mike and JR. I'm JR. He's Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. The 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast is brought to you by Cherries Hauling. Service with a cherry on top. Get them at cherrieshauling.ca. If you own a construction company, you know there's nothing better than a clean job site. With Cherries Hauling, they'll get rid of your garbage and debris. We're talking drywall, appliances, mattresses, furniture, building supplies, flooring, carpeting, bushes, trees, all that shit. Gone. Give Cherry a call and he'll haul all that shit away and do it fast. Other guys will leave all that trash and debris in an overflowing bin, but not Cherry. I can't tell you how many times I've gone by new builds or renovation projects in and around Winnipeg and I see overflowing dumpsters, bins, or a giant trash heap on the front drive. It is fucking disgusting and an absolute eyesore. The neighbors are getting pissed off having to look at all that trash that keeps on growing and growing. So just stop and give Cherry a call. He'll roll in his dark sunglasses and bulging muscles he'll steal your wife and he'll take your junk away fast win-win if you ask me get a free quote at cherrieshauling.ca residential commercial industrial or your nagin wife he'll take it c-h-e-r-r-y-s hauling.ca jr we have a lot of fun on this podcast but i want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally every year millions of canadians suffer from brain freeze it can happen to anyone it's a hot summer day you're aggressively enjoying a dq cool treat a blizzard a dilly bar or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes and whammo Brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats safely in a moderate sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.